Hi, it's Raina G. I'm back again talking about guns because the Second Amendment in the United States Constitution is being challenged by the idiots who always challenge it. You know, we have thousands, tens of thousands of car deaths every year, but nobody wants to ban cars. Um, they always want to ban the gun, and they always blame it on the National Rifle Association, which does contribute to people who support them. That's what happens in this country. But now we have students doing a lie-in, which <laughs> um, it's just interesting. It's called a lie-in, L-I-E, even though they're lying down, L-Y-I-N-G. Um, it is a lie-in because they're lying in at the White House to push gun legislation that would take away guns from every American, except the police. Now, isn't that interesting that a few years ago and up until now, Everybody hates the police. They're terrible, and they want them gone and killed and fried and all that kind of stuff. And now they want only the police to have the guns. It makes no sense to me, but it did make sense to people like Stalin and Hitler and Mao. You take away the guns, and uh, <laughs> then you take away the people by the millions. Um, it's something that the Democrats, the left, the far left, the progressives, the communists want. And so I really believe part of this was staged, this whole shooting um, at Parkland, because there, it, there, were, there were Secret Service agents there a month before. There were two drills minutes and days before. And then all of a sudden we have all these student activists everywhere across the country who I'm sure are being paid. Now in March they're going to do a march on Washington, I think it's the 14th, to demand legislation. Well, there is legislation. Number one, we have the Second Amendment. That's going to be there. That's not going away. No matter how hard they try, it's not going away. And we do have legislation that, that demands background checks and, um, and certain weapons not being available to the public and blah, blah, blah. Everybody's comparing the rifle that this jerk used in Parkland to a military weapon, but it's not. It's not a machine gun. It's not an assault weapon. Assault weapons, you push the trigger once and you've got a burst of a lot of bullets. Um, what he has is a rifle, and you have to push the trigger over and over and over and over again to get that many bullets. Yeah, you can reload and do it again, and he shouldn't have had it. He was an emotionally and mentally disturbed person who gave every... It's like somebody trying to commit suicide. He gave every signal out there saying, I'm going to commit suicide, nobody paid attention. He said, I'm going to commit murder, nobody paid attention. The FBI was just too busy dealing with a hoax and trying to defend and get rid of, I think, a lot of evidence while they were doing this year-long Russian thing. Anyway, what I wanted to share with you is something that came from uh, a Columbine student's father. Now, it's been 12 years, okay? But on Thursday, Daryl Scott, the father of Rachel Scott, who was a victim at the Columbine High School shootings in Littleton, Colorado, was invited to address the House Judiciary Committee's subcommittee. They didn't like what he had to say because he was painfully truthful. What we have taken out of the classrooms, people, is God and the flag. When we had God and the flag, things seemed to be a lot different in schools. We didn't have as much hate. We said our allegiance every morning. And we did pray to God. We didn't pray out loud. Not my classroom didn't. But you knew God was there. You knew that we were one nation under God. And that made a difference in how we treated each other. We had our little fights after school, fist fights, whatever. Nobody pulled a gun. Nobody pulled a knife. 
um, not in my day anyway, and not with my kids. They got, they were in, you know, got involved with people who were nuts in school, the youngest, you know, what, 25, 20 years ago, um, when things really started to ramp up, getting bad, you know, with ISIS and Al-Qaeda and the Bushes and the Clintons and the Obamas, everything got really bad in our country because God was gone. Um, so they had some problems at school, but, but they had parents. And parents, like me, you mess with my kid and you try to slander her or defame her or hurt her or beat her, I'm coming after you. And I'm coming with the police. I'm coming to make sure that that doesn't happen to my daughter or anyone else's again. So, I mean, things have changed. Things The, the, the parents... My brother was a principal in Atlanta, uh, actually south of Atlanta, in Griffin, Georgia, for 25 years. And he had to retire early because he couldn't take the parents coming after him all the time when he disciplined one of the children, you know, for using drugs in the hallway or um, pulling a knife out of somewhere on somebody in the hallway. Those kids got disciplined for sure. And then next thing you know, the parents are in the, his office with knives and guns saying, you, you touch my kid again or talk to my kid that way again, I'll kill you. He said, I can't take it anymore. He did it for years and he couldn't take it anymore. He had to retire um, because God was taken out of the school. Now they're taking the Pledge of Allegiance out of the school and the flag offends everybody and all this baloney. Well, if you know, if my flag offends you, and God offends you. I want you to go somewhere where there is no God and my flag does not exist and live there for a while and write me, tell me how it's going. Because without God and without that flag, without that allegiance to a, a very special chosen place like America, everybody's in trouble. So this is what this man said to the uh, committee. They, they weren't really ready for it, um, but Daryl Scott said them and, and they were deeply personal to him. He lost his daughter, okay? And what he said is this, and it's true. Since the dawn of creation, there has been both good and evil in the hearts of men and women. We all contain the seeds of kindness or the seeds of violence. The death of my wonderful daughter, Rachel Joy Scott, and the deaths of that heroic teacher, heroic teacher and the other 11 children who died must not be in vain. Their blood cries out for answers. The first recorded act of violence was when Cain slew his brother Abel out in the field. The villain was not the club he used, neither was it the NCA, the National Club Association. The true killer was Cain, and the reason for the murder could only be found in Cain's heart. In the days that followed the Columbine tragedy, I was amazed at how quickly fingers began to point at groups such as the NRA. Hold on a second here. Uh, I am not a member of the NRA. I am not a hunter. I don't even own a gun. I'm not here to represent or defend the NRA because I don't believe that they are responsible for my daughter's death. I'm here today to declare that Columbine was not just a tragedy. It was a spiritual event that should be forcing us to look at where the real blame lies. And much of the blame, he said, lies here in this room. Much of the blame lies behind the pointing fingers of the accusers themselves. I wrote a poem just four nights ago, he said, that expresses my feelings best. Your laws ignore our deepest needs. Your words are empty air. You've stripped away our heritage. You've outlawed single, simple prayer. Now gunshots fill our classrooms and precious children die. You seek, seek for answers everywhere and ask the question, why? 
you regulate restrictive laws through legislative creed, and yet you fail to understand that God is what we need. Men and women are three-part beings, he said. We all consist of body, mind, and spirit, which you know I believe in. When we refuse to acknowledge a third part of our makeup, we create a void that allows evil, prejudice, and hatred to rush in and wreak havoc. Spiritual presences were present within our educational systems for most of our nation's history. Many of our major colleges began as theological seminaries. This is a historical fact. What has happened to us as a nation? We have refused to honor God, and in so doing, we open the doors to hatred and violence. And when something as terrible as Columbine's tragedy occurs, politicians immediately look for a scapegoat, such as the NRA. They immediately seek to pass more restrictive laws that contribute to erode away our personal and private liberties. We do not need more restrictive laws. Eric and Dylan would not have been stopped by metal detectors. No amount of gun laws can stop someone who spends months planning this type of massacre. The real villain lies within our own hearts. As my son, Craig, lay under that table in the school library and saw his two friends murdered before his very eyes, he did not hesitate to pray in school. I defy any law or politician to deny him that right. I challenge every young person in America and around the world to realize that on April 20, 1999, at Columbine High School, prayer was brought back to our schools. Do not let the many prayers offered by those students be in vain. Dare to move into the new millennium with a sacred disregard for legislation that violates your God-given right to communicate with him. To those of you who would point your fingers at the NRA, I give you a sincere challenge. Dare to examine your own heart before casting the first stone. My daughter's death will not be in vain. The young people of this country, hopefully, will not allow that to happen. Daryl Scott, do what the media did not. Let the nation hear this man's speech. Please, share this podcast. There's an important message in here, and it's a wake-up call. It isn't to go lie down in the streets in front of cars or the White House. It isn't to pull all the guns out of everybody's household because the Second Amendment isn't here so that people can go hunting. It was created by our founders so that if the government ever went bad, which it is doing, we can protect ourselves. And if our country stopped living under God, which we have, and we have so many people breaking into homes or cars or whatever to do whatever, to kill us, to take our children, to kidnap whoever, I mean... It's there, that amendment is there, as our right as Americans to have a gun and defend ourselves, defend our territory, defend our homes, our families. It's not going away. And just understand that you're being manipulated, like I said in the last podcast, to believe that you should be fearful of anyone with a gun, and especially of a gun, and it's the gun that did the killing, not the person. The person was probably a little sick or depressed or on antibiotics or psychedelic drugs or psychopathic drugs. That's what I call them because the Big Pharma is a, is a psychopathic organization. But they're on some kind of drug that made them do that. And don't we feel sorry for them? Yeah, we do. They should have had more help. They should have had an adult. They should have had parents. They should have had people who turned them in before they got in trouble. Because this guy is going to spend his life in jail. He's trying to plead his his uh, death sentence away, but, you know, this is where they end up. And why the, the drugs wore off suddenly were remorseful? Well, it was the Democrats who got rid of our, our uh, mentally ill institutions four decades ago, and 
because they wanted those people back on the streets. It's people like Jerry Brown in California who are releasing felons and mentally ill uh, uh, prisoners back to the streets because they they feel sorry for them. Well, there's going to be more killing then. There's going to be more shots fired. And if you look at the map, you'll see where all of the school shootings are. Okay? In liberal states. California, Colorado, New York, New Jersey, you name it. That's where they happen. Okay? Um, and also, all of them happen in gun-free zones. Because if I'm a bad person and I want to go somewhere and shoot people, I don't want anybody shooting back. I want to go where I know they don't have any guns. So those are the things that have to change. The gun-free zones have to go away, just like the no-go zones for the Islamists. I, I can't use that language on here. But the gun-free zones have to go away. There should be better background checks, and the FBI should follow through when people give them tips. That's what's happening. But pass on uh, Daryl Scott's message to Congress. He's, uh, he's coming from his heart. He lost his daughter and almost lost his son. Um, but what he realized was that his son started praying. And I, you know, I'm just one extra thought here. You listen to these kids when they're doing these videos of these live murders, okay? Do they say, oh God, oh God, oh God? No, they use the F word, O-F-O-F-O-F. They don't say, oh God. Now, if they're shot, then they're lying there saying, oh God, oh God. But before that is the F word, which has become a violent word. It's a very violent word. I mean, you know what it means. You know where people used to use it. Now everything is F you, F your mother, F that person, F that person. That's violence. That's violence. So sex has actually become violent because of that. And I'll do more on that later in a, in a, when some of this calms down. But our language has definitely changed. If I said those words when I was a kid, my mother would have had the soap out. And I'd probably be dead by now because she would have killed me for doing it twice. But, um, but she was a parent. And she had teachers who knew that the parents were home to take care of whatever they couldn't. Um, we don't have that anymore in our schools. We don't have it. Also, no, for those of you who don't know, that the Parkland School area is um, uh, very rich, very left, very progressive, and full of people who know nothing about guns, but they're going to go lie down in front of the White House. Um, I'll be back. This is Raina G.